Aim a Little Higher podcast, episode 21. It's the Saturday Q&A. You're locked into Aim a Little Higher podcast, where we interview inspirational individuals every Monday and Wednesday and answer your questions every Saturday to help turn your potential into results. Results. I know you're going to dig this. What's up, guys? It's your boy Kamal Hyman here for another edition of the Saturday Q&A. And I'm joined, as always, by the lovely... Eliza Doyle. Hi, guys. So the question today is from Jordan Lee Bowie. He says, what made you want to become a motivational speaker? So it's mostly about you today, Mr. Hyman. Okay, going going way back, way back to... Mm. 2012 I think it was um, where basically I had gone through a lot of time um, exploring different jobs so first off I was at the bowling alley um, then I did some work with young people at the Patworth Trust and then I went and did kind of outstanding events where I was doing like archery rock climbing um, and that kind of thing and with all of them, I, I enjoy them to a degree, but I just didn't enjoy um, working for people. Like I wasn't really cut out for it. And, you know, there's a time in the bowling alley where I think I spoke about before where, you know, I got asked to pick up some poo and I just didn't enjoy that moment. And there have just been times in other jobs where things have happened where I've just stopped enjoying it. So less for that reason. And I was just like, what can I do that I will love that combines my passions with, a career kind of thing. But you didn't just leave when you didn't enjoy it. You you made sure you had another job to go into. Um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> with the with the bowling alley, I left a little while after I got a job at the Papworth Trust. So yeah, I had a job there. Um, but with the with the archery and the rock climbing and stuff, no, I literally left. Um, there was. Uh, there was a point where it just got a little bit too much of an environment where it was like he says, she says, and it just felt like a load of drama at work. Um, so no, I literally, I went on holiday uh, and I came back and just stopped going. Uh, I, I left kind of instantly and thought, okay, let me go and set something else up. At the time, I did have my dance business up and running, so I sort of had that for money coming in. Yeah, because um, for me, it is important to make sure you always have some sort of job, some sort of money coming in. Yeah, 100%. And also, to make it clear, I was living at my mum and dad's house at this point. So it's not like I had loads of bills and stuff. I literally had, like, car insurance to pay and a phone bill, and, and that's it. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was very different to my situation now. Um, but what I realised is I was doing jobs for the money um, rather than because I was passionate or loved what I was doing. So what happened was I kind of reflected back and I realised that when I had the year as youth MP, I absolutely loved it. I loved being able to talk to young people. I loved the amount of personal growth I had in that year. I feel like in that year I learned so much about myself and about the real world um, that I didn't want to go back into education. I wanted to just continue to do something similar. And also I think you enjoyed the work at Papworth Trust because even when I met you, you still did a few jobs here and there. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. So it's another I love the yeah. kids. Yeah, exactly, and I love the kids there. So, yeah, I just realised I had the passion for working with young people and helping young people and just seeing them grow and get more confident and more self-aware, and I just fell in love with that. So for me, it was a case of, okay, I real, I'm realising this pattern of 
I'm enjoying contributing. I'm enjoying helping chat. other people. Chat, chat, chat. Yes, chat, indeed. Chat. Yes, indeed. So yeah. So what can I do? Um, and at the time, I didn't really realize that speaking could be a career. You know, I did it as youth MP. That was voluntary, and I thought maybe the only way would be to go into politics. But I really didn't like politics. I felt like there was always a hidden agenda, and just a general feeling of the best way I could put it is ickiness. <laughs> it just felt a bit icky. It just wasn't for me. I'm not. I'm not that politically minded. Uh, in the area I live, you have to be a political, a, a, a certain political party to really get anywhere. And I didn't agree with everything from that particular party. So I just thought that's not for me. Now. I kind of reflected back and looked over my secondary school, looked over all the experiences I had. And like I said, one thing I loved was working with young people and impacting them. The other thing I loved was acting and performing. So, you know, I had the street dance group. I used to do uh, acting in school plays and that kind of thing. And I was like, OK, I want to be the first black James Bond, right? That's, that's just out there. That's my goal. I want to be the first black James Bond. I mean, Idris Elba looks like he might be there a little bit before me, possibly. But, you know... Just the tats, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, centimetres, centimetres. So, for me, I love the acting thing, I love performing, but I realised that part of the acting was a lot about my ego, and the dancing was like, me on stage, look at me, look at me, um, without there really being anything for the audience other than enjoying me. And I got to a certain age where I was like, okay, it's not really about me, it's about other people. You know, I started to realise how much I loved helping other people, so I said, cool. If I'm on stage talking but what I'm talking about is helping other people I've just hit everything I'm passionate about I love being on stage I love performing but I love helping people so what the speaking does it allows me to be on stage it allows me to put together a speech a performance the spoken word pieces it allows me to put together some kind of show because you know I want it to be entertaining it's like edutainment as they call it like you know entertaining education but with a serious message behind it. Um, and motivational speaking, for me, just absolutely hit that nail on the head. I remember seeing speakers being like, wow, that's so awesome, but it's a little bit too far out there. And, and I realised a lot of my friends and people younger than me weren't really into the older generation of speakers. So I thought, cool, what if I can learn these principles, learn all these lessons, look at my own life, see what lessons I've learned that could help other people, and deliver it in a way that's entertaining and will actually help this generation of young people um, and yeah and I went from there I found someone who was doing it uh, already as I spoke about before uh, went under his wing and learnt the craft and just practiced practiced by actually getting out there and doing it and delivering speeches and my first ones were okay then they got better then they got better and yeah till I'm at the stage I'm at now so the drive behind it was always how can I help people how can I still perform and how can I do something where I genuinely wake up in the morning and I'm excited to be able to go to work rather than dreading it for the day? So basically it ticks all your boxes and I think that's quite important like for every, anyone that's wanting to think about what job they go into. I mean, one of yours was helping people. Some people may not look at that as something to help them in their job. Some people may just think, oh, I'm good at maths, so I need to go into something to do with maths. Mm. Or, I'm good at English, so I should write or read, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Rather than think, actually, these are my hobbies or these is what I actually like doing for other people. Yeah. This is what I'm talking about when I tell people to go with something they're passionate about. Um, and don't take it literally as in, I'm passionate about football, so I'm going to be a football player. Like, it's not always that straightforward. It's, yeah. I'm passionate about football. Okay, why are you passionate about football? Oh, I like the exercise, I like the sports, I like 
the teamwork, I like the competitiveness. There are so many different elements of it that if you break it down and realise what bit of it you actually love, you can explore that in other ways. So if you like football, cool. You could be a sports coach, you can be a football player, you can be a talent scout, you could be an agent for footballers, you could be in the you know legal profession for, for sports players. There are so many different avenues around that industry. So I say don't necessarily focus on the industry just yet because it's so massive. Figure out what your actual passion is what your belief system is and what job you can do that allows you to just be in tune with what your belief system is, what you're passionate about and then something you'll enjoy. And then obviously you get paid from as well. Yeah. Um, also, it's not a negative thing to be like, but I want to earn a lot of money. No, so, it's fine. And you're, like, you're looking for jobs that you may have to start from the bottom but then you earn a lot of money. Like that... That's fine, but you need to also make sure that you don't hate it. I think also make sure that you enjoy it. So make sure at least it ticks two of your boxes that of something you enjoy or of something that you're good at. Otherwise, the money won't be enough for you after a while. Yeah, for real. And that's what happened to me in some of the other roles. The environment became one that I didn't particularly like anymore. So that was an important box for me and probably more important than the money box for me personally for me fulfillment and fun is more important than the money um so i've always gone for what fulfills me what do i have fun with and then cool how much does it pay but there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a lot of money just make sure like eliza says you're doing it in a way that still fulfills you that you still have fun and you still get to keep to your morals your principles your beliefs i'd never go into a job that didn't match up with what i personally believe because I wouldn't feel fulfilled in doing it. I wouldn't feel happy going to work and I wouldn't feel like my work's allowing me to be myself. So, yeah, that's massively important. And I think if you use that as your criteria when you go out there into the world looking for work, you'll end up doing something that you enjoy and something that makes you happy. So it's quite like a simple journey for you about what, what made you want to be a motivational speaker. You sort of started off doing different types of jobs, took little snippets of what you did and what you didn't like, yeah. and then made that into your now job, the one that you'll have forever, I guess, really. Yeah, literally. So if you're in a job right now that maybe you don't want to do it forever, that's fine. But just watch it carefully. Like Almost take a step back and watch yourself and look at which aspects you enjoy. When I was at Bowling Alley, I loved interacting with people. I was a party host, which meant... Uh, when kids came in and had birthday parties, I hosted the party, made sure it was going all right, and I was there supporting them, helped teaching them to bowl, and really cheering them on and made sure they had a good time, which is was my favourite aspect of the job. Yeah. At the Papworth Trust, it was about giving these young people an outlet to just go and have fun. Um, so again, I, that was my favourite aspect of it. In fact, I started off there as a volunteer and got offered the job. I was happy volunteering. But uh, because I did a good job, I, I got offered a, a more permanent role there. And that does happen a lot. Um, mm. Volunteers of places do get offered jobs quite quickly. Yeah, if you're, if you're taking it seriously and doing it properly, 100%. Um, so, yeah, even at outstanding events, like when someone's rock climbing, I'm at the bottom like, go on, you can do this, you can do this. And if someone's scared, I'm bringing them to the side, listen, like talking them through it. Up they go onto the rock climbing wall. So it's always been about helping young people be better. So yeah, it's created my own role where I could be my own boss and still have that same outcome, which is my core passion, which meant becoming a quote-unquote motivational speaker. And I hate the term motivational speaker because you expect me to turn up and be like, 
chase your dreams. You be the best you can be. And and it's not that. It's deeper than that for me. It's about actually helping you become self-aware, helping you to find yourself. Because I believe, and that's what personal branding stuff's about. It's about teaching people to find themselves, figure out who they are, know their personal beliefs, their core motivations, what they're about, and then go out into the world and figure out what role that means um, and what your life will look like. But it all starts with that self-awareness and self-discovery. So the term motivational speaker doesn't really sum up what I do, but when it comes to marketing or speaking to someone about what you do, that's the quickest way to get them to understand without going into kind of the details of what I actually do. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm still worked on the perfect title. It might be like personal branding coach, I think kind of sums it up a little bit better. But then again, people have to understand what personal branding is. So yeah, it's an interesting journey. I'm still on the journey. I'm still exploring it. I'm still finding better ways to deliver it. I'm still creating new programs all the time. So I just love the role. It allows me to grow and continue to make an impact. So yeah. Thank you very much, Kamal. I've sort of let you take over today because it was more about you. Um, so thank you very much. We know now why you wanted to be a motivational speaker. And we all, everyone that knows Kamal or has heard Kamal speak knows that he hates the term motivational speaker. <laughs> um, because he isn't like a normal motivational speaker. So yeah, I do think that's your aim for this month. Find a new name for yourself. I know, right? <laughs> Awesome, guys. Thank you very much. And thank you to Jordan. Massive shout out for getting that question in. If you want your question answered, Jordan hit us up through the Facebook fan page. So if you go onto Facebook, type in Kamal Hyman, like the page, and you can drop us a message through there. Otherwise, go over to aimalittlehigher.com and submit your question there. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you on Monday where we have a fresh new interview for you that you'll absolutely love. Peace. See you later. The inspiration doesn't stop here. Visit www.aimalittlehigher.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe.